Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. Mosco. Hey, what's going on? Here we go, add a baby. We can kick oh, can I kick it? He kicks things. He <laughs> kicks stuff. What are you doing? We have a, we have a set <laughs> way we do this. Get so back you don't in know line. what's coming. God. And then there's Huey. God, baby Huey. I'm so confused. <laughs> we all what's, what's going, going on? on? <laughs> what's going, what's going on? on? See? So Perfect. much easier if we just stick to the script, Moshko. And then there's features. Hello, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's, uh, what's up? Horsey Mauer over there. No no voice Mauer. What do we call him? Moshko. Rorschach. Beep <laughs> you. Thank you, Moshko. One more time, Moshko. <laughs> Beep you. Oh, go. Rorschach Mauer is the way to go. That's the one. All right. And I whispered. Hit the, Sweet hit, nothings. Hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> he whispered. Moshko, hit the button. God damn it. Jeez. Oh, Beep oh, you. Oh, my God. There we go. Oh. We're pulling the soundboard from Moshko. He's had it for one show live. We were ready to go. Okay. <laughs> All right, now you're not going to know whether anybody who's listening to the show is not going to know if anything we're saying is real or the soundboard. That's the best part about this. All right, so this is going to be a weird show. Beep you. Last oh, one before wow. our break, and I am not going to lie. Oh, that was Mauer. Senioritis is set in. We're a little loopy. Yes. Uh, First, my- I'd like to thank the Lord and Savior, Beelzebub, for bringing us to this point what? in our, our journey. <laughs> Um, Lucifer. All hail. <laughs> all hail the dark forces, for we are here uh, and we are legion. Well, oh good old God. Mauer, if you can't tell, um, it's it's not the Rona, but it's definitely taking him down a peg or two. Yeah. Uh, he's got that voice over there. So if uh, hopefully you're you're really into that, you should give us like an ASMR segment when it's your turn. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> really go out on a bang this year, um, but we do we do have a lot of things that we want to talk about before we we wrap up for the year. And kill me. Um, uh, and then we're we're def we definitely just the majority of this show is going to be about Jason David Frank. So we there's some oh, things see, that we want to talk about, but was, that's really where we got. I was about go. to say that's, something really rude to you, and then you you have the shield of of uh, protection. JDF shield. Yeah, yeah. The, see, he, he's protecting us still. That's yeah. that's that's what JDF does, dude. I I almost want to start with JDF, but we have so many things that we need to talk about. I yeah. Can I start? Cause uh, sure. <laughs> why not? Go ahead there. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead there, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it the whole show, um, just because this is the first time I've talked in a, about two weeks. So, I figured I want to kick it off with news that's phenomenal, and anybody that is a fan of the House of Mouse, um was probably shocked 
so much the employees thought it wasn't real when they got an email. They thought their emails were hacked. That Bob Iger is back um, running the shop there. And uh, he's already making waves. Bob Iger was there for how many years, Huey? Like four million? <laughs> oh, because he, right he was right after Eisner. Yeah, I mean, I guess anybody in the modern Disney fan age is the Bob Iger age. Would you agree? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I'm, you and I are Eisner, so anyone we're, younger than we're us. We're not the modern age. We're old now. <laughs> anyone younger than us, I said. Anyone younger. And you certainly sound it right now. I know now. that. The fact that his voice sounds like this, he sounds like a, like a DJ from the 60s on a jazz station. Welcome to WJZ. <laughs> All right, Pierre. He sounds like old Batman from The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> but uh, he came back. And he's restructuring things. Um, and one of the things that was shocking to a lot of people um, is there might already be a follow through to his plan from about five or six years ago of selling Disney. Now, do you guys remember talking about Disney up for sale a few years ago? I do. Certainly do. And there's a certain Definitely company being mentioned. that uh, is famous <laughs> for fruit. <laughs> that was interested in content who's recently been winning all kinds of awards for their content yeah this would be probably one of the most amazing things to ever happen to Disney is if he sells it to the fruit company now let me ask you this or actually why don't you tell me why why would that be such a uh, monumental acquisition for said fruit company <laughs> and or is the benefit there for both parties? Well, one, it would more than likely just be the content. Um, it, the parks mm -hmm. would go separate because they're being run separately already for right now. But you have a company with more than enough money to just sit there. So there, w if they do sell it, it wouldn't be like Disney is stepping down. Any other company that buys Disney isn't going to have Disney money in the reserves. So they're not going to be able to do at the same level right away. Whereas if the fruit company buys it, they're kind of on par with that and can continue things as we see them fit. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the, the numbers per se, um, but I know said fruit company does not like to lose money. <laughs> and we know that Disney and a lot of companies right now, to be honest with you, are not operating like they did a few years ago. It's amazing how many companies reasons. like don't want to lose money. It's so weird. <laughs> God forbid they One lose of the money. big things that they're losing money from is their theme parks and a lot of stuff like that mm -hmm. that would more than likely not go along with the sale or be then resold. So I can see mm -hmm. a world in which the Disneyland and Disney worlds get separated out of the pack and have somebody else running them through a permanent licensing partnership. Um, mm -hmm. And that therefore will take a lot of the negative financial risk off of the deal. But then mm -hmm. you also have a company like the fruit stand that uh, is just very, excited and there's a lot a lot more hype building up than I even thought there would be for the content they're putting out and it's just a, a perfect mm -hmm. storm for this to 
just kind of step over. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso uh, definitely seems like a like a Disney Plus original, just to dot a couple I's and cross a couple T's. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a Sony property though? I for, I forget. Uh, yeah, Ted I think, Lasso. I it's think HBO. It is. HBO Warner. That's it, yeah. There you go. It, but it's it still Apple. Uh, for the record, for the audience and anyone listening, there's no one on this panel right now that has any inside information on said deal with fruit stand. So, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> you guys are welcome. I'm covering your ass. But there, there's a lot that could be done with that partnership. Um, and then also just think about the technology development that could then go into making those animated features and interactions and the Imagineers stepping up with the greatest tech company in the world. You know, most of their advancements came off the heels of their former partnership of having Steve Jobs on the board and the people that he helped mm-hmm. put in place. Yeah, people forget about that. Yep. So Pixar. It's just you know, really cool to think of like, wow, if you put them back together again and it's even more than just a passion project, it's a financially like lucrative, lucrative thing for them to then develop more for Disney. It would be huge. So do you see the other rumor that, um, speaking of Bob Iger and bringing people on, (laughs) um, there's also rumor that he's trying to coax, um, George Lucas, back yes. over to Star Wars for a little bit to just kind of straighten the ship out a little bit, so to speak. So I mean, we'll see. That's a that's the craziest rumor. I mean, even with the fruit stand, they, they both seem a little far-fetched, but George Lucas sounds more far-fetched. But if than you the remember, they brought George Lucas in for the last two movies to give his opinions on them at the end for the reshoots. They asked him for his opinion during filming. If I was him, I would have seen it and said, no, I'm going to let you guys make this mistake. <laughs> I'm going to, no, nah. no well, not, not these. Kathleen Turner did not he... really take his advice. <laughs> Kennedy. Kennedy. Well, I should, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Kathleen Turner's. Uh... I should really say for the last one, because, I, again, I know this is going to cause a, a, a hailstorm, but I didn't think Last Jedi was as bad as everyone else does, but that's for a whole other discussion. Trash. Eh. You imagine... Lucas walking in and giving him a Thanos speech. Well, no, no, no. You could not live with your failure. Lucas comes <laughs> in after Andor and goes, I told you politics would be worth watching. And then just drops a mic and leaves. <laughs> His ideas were great. He just wasn't the best director um, and couldn't write a script. He could write a story. He can create a world yeah, like, like no one else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize this is going on. People don't realize the idea of writing a story and writing a script are two completely different things. Like It's like James Cameron, but better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Not to go off topic, but did you see what he said about Avatar 2? Oh. What, that he, that it, how much money it costs and that it, it needs to make, make no. money? Yeah, He's it needs been, to make two billion dollars to be profitable and he said if it's God. not profitable he's not making any more it's like well Ooh. all right james <laughs> nobody wanted this one in that. the first place and Bro. he could have not made a second you waited one. you waited a little too long for for pocahontas yeah. in space too <laughs> i still have never seen the first one because well it's not bad the world's cool it's not yeah the movie's, the movie's okay the movie's the it movie's look, real it looks cutter. beautiful yeah it's a beautiful like the experience of actually being on pandora all that like the world he developed outstanding the plot is cookie cutter thin 
plot is like, oh, look, bad guy. Bad guy does bad guy things. Yeah. Good guys run away. Good guys beat bad guy. <laughs> it's That's like Fern Gully. In a nutshell. <laughs> it's, it's, I no, mean, it's more Pocahontas just because yeah, it's the gold it's, it's under Pocahontas? their tribe. Oh, okay. Because and instead of gold, it's what is it called? Unobtainium or something like that. Unobtainium. <laughs> like, is this some ridiculous name like that? <laughs> can't get my hands on so, I, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's like some precious metal <laughs> that they're, they're looking for. I haven't something. seen that movie in a while. I'll I'll rewatch it before the new one comes out, but I'm I could care less. That's at some this point. bullshit. All right. Uh, what's going on with James Gunn? So James Gunn, yeah. So it's actually a really cool thing. Um, people were giving him shit. Because you no. still have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 <laughs> coming out and the Christmas special. And they're like, so you're just abandoning. Were these the fans in the comment section? <laughs> no, this is more fans everywhere. <laughs> but people were like tweeting at him. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw him retweet something like, yeah, go ahead. You're, yeah, you're about, about to say, say it. it. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I'm not going to. Until April, I'm still working with both. Marvel and DC. I'm not going to abandon in the final hour. He's like, it's okay, and it's a good thing for you to be fans of both. See House mm-hmm. of the Dragon Riders? Keep pay attention. <laughs> so, like, for Just him to go out and say <laughs> <No>. that <laughs> it is a big deal, and it also shows that he doesn't give a beep what Marvel cares, because I'm sure they don't want him talking up DC and trying to get the fans of Marvel to watch DC. Because as much as people don't think it, if DC movies start doing better, that could hurt the money that comes into Marvel. Because there is a saturation point for the amount of money people will be paying to go to the movies. And if they realize, oh wait, it's not as bad as the reviews say. These movies actually are pretty good. Yeah, then you saw Black Adam. (laughs) I'll be watching that tonight. (laughs) I was going to say, which comes out Yesterday, tonight, yesterday, no, it's well, out for now streaming? for us. For yeah, right, but today, yesterday going... for everyone listening. Oh, okay. yes. you can watch it right now. You can buy it right now. It's out. You go get it. it. Will then be now. That was quick. Oh, yeah, I'll wait so... till it's on HBO. I've already paid my money. Yep, same. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. it. Twenty bucks to to watch it when I want to. You, I, I don't know how. It's, if it wasn't The Rock, you, you would go out of your way to find the positives in the movie. But I have a feeling The Rock's gonna take that out of you. Well, he takes you out of the movie. Oh, yes, when he speaks. <laughs> Just when he speaks, though. <laughs> no, when you see him. Like I said, however many episodes or issues ago, the movie's great when he's not on the screen. Or if he's just hitting people. Yeah. If he just hits people the whole time, and that's it. It's great. Like, I'm watching it for Dr. Uh, Fate and Hawkman. You'll be a little disappointed. Not much, yep. but a little. Yeah. Well, a little bit. I'm going into it yeah, disappointed. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You'll, there are, look, there are times when that movie is good, it's really good. But there's a lot of times yeah. that it's just bad, dull. It's it's a mediocre, you're never going to think about it again kind of movie. Listen, the the real the real one is going to be Aquaman two. We all know that. And uh, uh mm-hmm. is that Vinny Chase is coming back? <laughs> I feel like Flash is the next the next one because everything yeah. else. Is is so far underway where the Flash keeps getting changed, so I feel like the Flash is the next best idea of what to expect but from DC you, moving forward. Do you think Flash is going to be one of the ones, or do you think it's going to no, be a well, hodgepodge I, look, of shit? Apparently, it better one be. Of the, one of the editors working on the movie said it's worth the wait. He said that there's a, some new technology that is that has helped them perfect having the same actor on screen multiple yes. times. Because you know, 
More than one Ezra is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah it was the best pairing. Um, yeah, but yeah. still, the technology that they're using for it, um, being used in the past few years, has jumped light years, and it has a lot to do with the the processing that they used with the, um, I forget what it's called. They used it in Free Guy uh, when he, mm-hmm. they're looking, the, the, and they used it in The Mandalorian with Luke to match the face they're actually like looking at light points on the screen so it's more interactive for the actors rather than just like okay look somewhere and pretend like you're talking to yourself they almost are looking at themselves like in the volume to so it's it's getting to a point where that won't look as weird like it's as it was and then also before we get in harrison ford's being de-aged and originally he said he didn't want to do it, and then they did test footage of it, and he says the first time he's seen it done where he didn't feel taken out of what was going on, and he had a big thing in his contract where they couldn't do it. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's letting them do it, and you know how much he's a curmudgeon, being like, this looks good, I'm excited for. Because mm-hmm. we, yeah. we almost got it with that last Luke. Like... The last Luke on Mando season two, or um, man, yeah, Mando season two point five. Two point five on the War of Tatooine. Yeah, chapter, yeah. Chapter yeah. <laughs> like that Luke looked close to being like, is that a young Mark Hamill? So we're a year and a half from there. We'll see what they do. Mauer, the technology is called uh, Charlatan. Yeah, it's from dig- Digital Domain. Which digital domain is interesting name? <laughs> I know. I was like deep fake. <laughs> They're probably the the new version of industrial light and magic. So like the way that they're advancing tech. All right. Well, let's let's keep this moving. What do you got for us, Moshko? Hey. Well, we have some uh, hot off the press news. It's like a day or two old at this point, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I wish I had the article pulled up. No one we was have in the new... office when they were off the press. They just had to stay sitting <laughs> yeah. there for a while. We have a uh, <laughs> new Simmer director a announced for Blade. So as we know, a few, uh, what was it, a couple weeks back, uh, the director, I can't think of his, it's uh, Tama, 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 I don't know his name. Tamaran. Tama, 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 Karibi. Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. His name was Deacon Frost, and it was really, it was, it turned out the movie was getting bad. I wasn't quite sure why. It just doesn't, <laughs> if anybody unaware, that's the villain of the Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I, well, I have a feeling we'll, we'll see him again, right? No. Won't we? We'll nah. maybe see Deacon Frost one day, but it won't be the same Deacon Frost. Yan Damanji. Sure. Yan. I was looking for the older, the first guy's name. Starberry. Um, I hear whatever he's working on is, is considerably darker than what was originally planned. Yeah, well, it's because they almost lost their star. Right, that'll do it. Because he's not just mm-hmm. going to sit back and do something that's subpar. I, I've, the man is a thespian. I'm pretty sure behind closed doors he said, "Get your shit together, or I walk." <laughs> and we had mentioned this on the show a few months ago. If a major actor walks from MCU. That is that'll set a precedent. Yeah, it it would crush what is happening with them, and uh, the little the bit of the chink scene. in the armor that we've seen would be shattered open and could cause 
like just a domino effect of things going bad because they've changed over the past few years from getting actors that aren't as well known to embody characters to getting well-known mm-hmm. actors to bring attention to the characters. Yep. Yeah, there's Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like old Hollywood is being used like the Fantastic 4. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just used to, to bolster old, older characters. Uh, the the person I was thinking of uh, was the first person uh, attached to this, which was Bassam Tariq, and we talked about him weeks and weeks ago um, about some of the stuff that he's done. I I can't think of it offhand, but the, his replacement, uh, Maori, you nailed it. It's uh, Jan Demange, maybe. Uh, some of the things that he's done in <laughs> the past, uh, maybe. Yeah, it, you he's know, got a name. and he's got a name. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll butcher. Uh, but he directed uh, some uh, Lovecraft on, um, is that HBO? Yes. One, yeah, one yeah. episode of Lovecraft. That and then uh, White Boy Rick. I White don't know Boy if you Rick saw was that. phenomenal. Exactly. So knowing he did yes. that film, because that, that movie looked good. <laughs> I'm sorry. That movie actually visually yeah. looked good. So Mauer, White Mauer Boy Rick was like, phenomenal. Mauer sounds like if Marge had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> we already use you. Uh, uh, right. <clears throat> what else you got for us, Moshko? Or is that it? Um, that was the big one. I know we're gonna talk a little uh, Walking Dead. We've Let's got talk some, Walking some Dead. Real interesting quick. things there. Oh, well, interesting. I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I'd go with. Who but... died? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for more. Walking Dead. Spoiler alert for and I, look, I was barely paying attention. Walking Dead was spoiled ten years ago, bro. No, it's <laughs> not. It's 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 considerably more depressing than that. Wow. It, it, it it's it's not a bad end to a season. It's a pretty bad end to a series. But the series isn't over. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. When I got done watching this, I was like, what did I just... So number one, I, I rushed through like the last eight episodes over the last couple of days just to be up to date for the finale so I could at least experience with the rest of the world at the same time. And leading up to it was kind of... It was weak. The whole time I'm thinking, this... Like, I know there's spinoffs. So I know this world isn't ending. I also know that these people aren't going to die at the end of this season or series. So what's the yeah. point of the finale other than getting rid of that title so now AMC can just do original, original content? And that's it. And that's they, they thought The Walking Dead was a sinking ship because it really was. I mean, it was before Negan, it was getting 16 million people an episode. Now it's like, what, 1.4 million? There are YouTubers that shatter <laughs> the, oh my God. Uh, the views that Walking Dead currently gets. So Walking Dead is is unfortunately overstayed its welcome, which is a shame because as a series, as a whole, looking back at everything, it's still a win. I still had way more fun in my early years of The Walking Dead than even I did past the Negan era because the ne- Negan, unfortunately, is where it, where it started to, to really hit the crapper. That's really where it got bad. Um, mm-hmm. And there were some shining moments from time to time, but for the most part, the show fizzled out, and it gets to a point where you don't care about the spinoffs. And the, even the announcing of the spinoff ruined the series finale, which makes you have less faith in the spinoffs. Because they had so yeah. little faith in their series finale that they had to announce these things first. That's a bad sign. That's a, it's a bad sign across the board. Uh, yeah. So who died? Not many people. Really? Like two <laughs> people you would care less about? 
And they were yeah. sad. And let me, let me wrong. It was an action-packed episode. And the season as a whole is okay. And there was moments that they really harkened back to even the comics. There were some cool parts where um, the, the main villain in this season tried to off herself the way that Carol does in the comics where she kind of lets herself get eaten. So that, that there were some moments that if you were a diehard Walking Dead fan, you're going to go, oh, get out of here. But it, sounded, it felt like there was just more teases for other things. If, you know what it felt so it was like? a Marvel movie? No, even worse than that. Even even worse than that. Because Marvel movies have a have a clear end. This didn't really feel like it had a clear end. You know what it felt like? It felt like the Lord of the Ring. It felt like Return of the King where it just kept ending. Like it would fade to white and then it would show us another 15 minutes and then it would fade to white and then another 15 minutes. And like everyone kept clapping like, it's over, guys. Stop. Finally. Stop doing this. They stopped walking. Yeah, th- that's that's what this was. Although I will say the final one, well, not the final, but the the Rick and Michonne tease was pretty good. The Rick and Michonne tease had me. Everything else towards the end was kind of rough, but there's Michonne, Michonne looking like a like a post apocalyptic knight riding into a horde, like a, the jo- biggest horde of zombies I've ever seen, it, alone. <laughs> Looking for Rick was kind of a cool way to end that little tease, and it's not even a tease. Like it, it is. It's just a teaser. It's just, that's all it is. It's a teaser. Mm-hmm. It's like when Marvel puts a teaser for Doctor Strange at the end of No Way Home. That's what. If that's what the end of the Walking Dead series <laughs> feels like. A series of teasers. Word. Waiting until the end of that sh- episode was the hard part. <laughs> that's. Uh, I mentioned. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Audience doesn't know what I mentioned earlier, but you guys did. Uh, <laughs> I asked the question. Thanks, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> hey, just being transparent. I asked the question, did you see the commercials during this? And you know, you watched it, uh, you streamed it uh, without the commercials. There were uh, a bunch of commercials that used former characters from the show and the actual actors um, as zombies or walkers or whatever we want to call them in the set, in the commercial. Now that alone was kind of funny, but I didn't learn out learn until today that Ryan Reynolds' uh, advertising company, whatever companies he's in charge of and does a lot of creative stuff with, made all these commercials for these different companies. Uh, so knowing that made sense as to why the commercials were pretty good, because uh, really <laughs> anything he touches is kind of gold right now. Uh, so you might want to check those out. They're probably on YouTube. Um, well, it's, it's apparently if you watch the episode and like look in the background, especially in the end, you'll see cameos from characters that have died in the past that they don't, they don't yep. really focus on, but they'll be there. Apparently Carl was in it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him on uh Twitter showing cool. the picture but, of, of so him on in the-, the background. Apparently you'd see all the characters that died because mm-hmm. there's a scene, there's a scene when I won't say who, but is having a death sequence, not too similar from Laurel, not Laurel, uh, from, you, you can say we already said spoiler alert. What the hell was her name? <laughs> what was Andrea? Um, Andrea? Yeah, in the comics, right. Andrea has a. She's one of the people in the commercials. Is she really? Yeah. What? <laughs> she's the it's... most wasted character. She's like we could complain about Moon Knight. Andrea is worse. I would have. <laughs> Andrea. I would have traded. Andrea Wait, was Andrea for... the blonde-haired chick that you hate yeah. in like the second mm-hmm. season? In all okay. of the seasons. Yeah, but I, I would have kept yeah. her and got rid of Carol. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Carol, although I will say Carol has the best moment, the chocolate chip cookie. 
when she's got that little kid in the in the, in no, the town. No. Like that's the problem with Carol. Look is that at there the are... flowers is the best moment. <laughs> oh, that's a good of moment the too. entire yeah. show. The see, to that pot, the reason the reason that scene bothers me is it was stripped away from Carl. That's a Carl scene. That's supposed to be Carl who does that. It's supposed to show mm-hmm. how him being raised in this world has made him heartless. Like that was a big moment. That's they ruined Carl. Like that's. I guess you're. Of course a, they did. They killed him. Yeah, and they in an unceremonious <laughs> way, like he just got bit in a sewer and then killed himself. It's like, what? Why? Why? No, why? that's how he dies. Oh, in the comics or in the show? Show, yeah. Comics. He's. I still argue the comics are about him, but anyway, that's that. Anything else you got for Moshko? No, nah, I mean that's really it from a Walking Dead uh, standpoint. Um. Uh, okay. Well, right. I had something. Uh, I don't know if you guys all noticed, uh, but apparently the same company, the same account, I should say, the uh, that leaked the Dare, the Deadpool plot, or Deadpool, the uh, Black Panther two plot, the Wakanda Forever plot. Mm-hmm. Remember a while back we talked about like Umbaku is going to become chaos. I guess spoiler alert for <laughs> yeah for Wakanda <laughs> Forever. Um, 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 all of the things that we talked about on the show, because I just realized that my Marrower hasn't seen it as, uh, either, all turned out to be true. This we t- we've talked about it on this show a while back, so it's not much of a spoiler for you, Marrower. You were a part of the conversation. Uh, it mm-hmm. was they were 100 percent right. Now these rumors aren't confirmed by anybody, but it, again, it's the same people. Uh, and it was Marvel Studio spoilers is the uh, the account. So here's the things that they said about Kang Dynasty. Uh, one, the biggest, the big thing is the plot point of the um the rings the 10 rings as well as the bracelet in uh miss marvel are from the same place they are from okay. the previous multiversal war and kang wants them back because they're part of his master plan so those are technologies yeah. that predates our our multiverse um okay. so that that's their off-handed way of explaining that and then through the movie there are smaller subsets of Avengers teams are going to be formed to take on previous versions of um, Kang that we're going to meet throughout the next couple movies. So Rama Tut will be in it that they teased in Moon Knight. Moon Knight, Blade, um, who is it? Moon Knight, Blade, um, and Jack Russell are going to take on Rama Tut. Then you're going to have... Uh, then you're going to have Iron Lad is going to take on War Machine, Ironheart, and Rescue. Uh, so he's apparently going to play a good guy, and then he's going to flip at some point um, to help cr- to end all things, is which is what I think. Opposite of what he does in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know. Again, all this—who knows how how true any of this is? But the rumor is is that he's going to be the catalyst that allows Kang's plan to come true, which destroys the multiverse, creating Battleworld, which creates um, our the the next Avengers movie, the Secret Avengers, or not? Excuse me, Secret uh, Wars. So uh, those are the the big ones, but it's also going to have Reed Richards is going to appear uh, with Doctor Strange, be- and they want to create their own Illuminati because they feel as though that, that they would have had an Illuminati in place that would have been able to take care of uh, this problem. So all of that's going to come back in. Doctor Strange and Charlize Theron, who's playing Clea, are going to find Kang while uh discovering or while researching incursions and whatever next thing that they end up in kate bishop is going to pull uh clint barton out of retirement so west coast avengers might actually be a thing pulling him into With that moon knight um maybe possibly we don't know i mean moon knight is mentioned in this Listen, but what like the major the main team is going to be captain america anthony mackie loki sylvie ant-man wasp um and 
their goal is to try and teach everyone of the existence of Kang and tell them where to go. He wasn't part of it, I don't think. But this would be the perfect time for them to make Scott Lang the leader of like the Great Lake Adventures. That'd be cool. Huh. <laughs> like hmm. great, just no, as the Great Lakes away. Adventures. No, because you have Mister Immortal. Um, yeah. here's a here's a really weird Illuminati rumor. Mm-hmm. So the Illuminati for the MCU apparently will be Captain Marvel, Captain America, Loki, Ant Man, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, and Deadpool. <laughs> what? Apparently, Deadpool because because of his his knowledge of the multiverse in his movie, in the okay. Deadpool Wolverine movie, and him traveling through. Apparently, it make, it <laughs> that's makes gonna sense. put him on the multiverse. That's gonna put him on the Illuminati. But it that's gonna be perfect. so chaotic, yo. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, it will. It's going to be. Um, there was an there was an interesting uh, rumor about about Deadpool as well that I I I, oh, I really I shouldn't even brought that out because I can't remember exactly what it is. <laughs> Apparently, Hulk won't be in these, and that the World War Hulk Disney Plus thing is going to take place after all this. All right, which is weird. I th- I well, thought his we might get the real after- Hulk to come from another universe. Uh, that would be an interesting way to go about it. Come on, Ed Norton. With that, listen. <laughs> Come Ed on. Norton coming oh. in as World War Hulk, and instead of having Red Hulk, you have Banner, Girlified Hulk. Hulk. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> wow. So here's, here's I know this it might crazy. be trash. Go ahead. This I'm is sorry. a crazy rumor about who the Midnight Suns project is. Same same account. They're saying the Marvel apparently plans to have the Midnight Suns project out before Avengers Five, which will set up a team of Ramatut, Blade, Moon Knight, Wanda, and Jack. Okay, that would be the the Midnight Suns team. If I mean, God knows how true any of this is, but if that's true, that's a pretty lackluster team. I think. It, I think you're missing some key. Didn't people they just team. introduce what's her name in Werewolf by Night? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone. That's true. Yeah. So we have Elsa, I mean, she... and we're not getting Ghost Rider on the Midnight Suns. Yeah, they can go suck it. Apparently, we will get a Richard Ryder Nova cameo in that in Avengers Five as well, though. So that oh. that is going to also set up the Nova project. Oh, speaking and, of uh, Midnight Suns, you know that new game that's coming out, and that's Midnight Suns S U N S, and not Midnight Suns S O N S. Well, they're not connected. <laughs> well, Marvel is uh, putting up little. Uh, interlude uh videos to yeah, that's great. characters it looks like shit moving on oh interesting <laughs> wow so here's, a, here's a last little thing that apparently before kang dynasty comes out the young avengers projects is going to come out but it might not be called young avengers so that would lead me to believe that it'll be called champions because apparently the plot line is captain america doesn't the kate and kamala are trying to recruit their own team and captain america says no i don't want any more kids in, in harm's way that's champions. So it's champions. That's yeah. exactly what the champion story is. Them kind of rebelling against the Avengers because they don't appreciate the way the Avengers kind of leave issues to those that are in the communities to deal with. So if something gets destroyed, they want to stay and help where the Avengers leave. But I don't see Falcon more Cap Sokovia. saying that. Well, we don't no know much about Falcon Cap at this point, man. We've only seen him. We saw him on a cruise line. <laughs> we saw him <laughs> in a show on a cruise line. <laughs> we don't know much about him. But yeah, that's uh, that's all of the rumors as of right now. They're pretty crazy rumors. Um, I hope some are true. I hope some aren't. But we'll uh, we'll see. 
Do you have anything in your little magic eight ball there about Daredevil and Punisher? Uh, no Punisher, but apparently Daredevil and Spider-Man is a thing. That's the next Spider-Man movie. Um, it will be a Daredevil Spider-Man team up. Apparently Tom Holland is going to make a cameo in the Daredevil show, um, which is supposed to Daredevil is supposed to lead into the next Spider-Man movie. Um, and that they, those two will play a role in Kang dynasty and secret, uh, secret, uh, wars. And that secret wars may end up giving us the black suit. Well, and his contract is not golden handcuffed. Who? Uh, Tom huh? Holland's. So yeah. it's lots of options that he can turn down. Well, apparently he's pretty, it's apparently, the, I mean, no one's has anything confirmed, but the, the rumor is, is that it's, it's in, it's done. It's inked. Apparently he already has a, it's a new four contract, four picture deal. Right. Uh, but with the, one Disney plus. The candy. deal he has, has rip cords for him at any point. So he can, if he wants to get out or if he wants to go do something else, because he is getting to the point where he keeps mentioning about starting a family and, and doing other things, and he said he wanted to be a teacher. So a teacher, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I have a feeling that they might get him for four movies, and it might turn out to be like two movies and maybe a bunch of cameos or voiceover stuff. That's fair. well. I know he wants to lead into Miles. And did you hear like the Sony universe is going to be very different than we think? Like they announced a Silk show for uh, Amazon. So Amazon Prime is going to be the house of the Spider Verse. Oh, cool. um, also, there's going to have a lot of Spider-centric shows uh, that he is going to tie into in a multiversal way. So they're going to put Spider-Man shows on other platforms that all connect through their movies, through the Sony movies. And then Marvel Garfield. will have their Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield apparently is the Venom Spider-Man. That's part of it's, it's a different leak, but we'll see. But the, the leak is that Andrew Garfield is the one being eyed for that, as well as a Spider-Man 4 apparently is in the works. Not confirmed, but there's a script. It's kind of like a, a goodbye, a farewell. And that's odd because there's also rumor of the Secret War movie isn't going to focus on who you think it is. Is that because Kevin Feige started with the X-Men franchise, that his uh -huh. goal for that movie is to as, use it as a farewell to the X-Men that we've known before they're rebooted. So all of those rumors that all these people are being signed to contracts for Multiverse of Madness, remember we talked about a bunch of them were old X-Men? Apparently yeah. the original X-Men cast, they want to reunite and have the, them be the focus of the film, being the catalyst that, that essentially saves the MCU moving into the next generation of the X-Men. <laughs> and that's also... a Jeff, or not Jeff Johns, um, although it seems like a Jeff Johns move. Kevin Feige kind of, I don't want to say patting himself on the back, but definitely buttoning up a major chunk of his cinematic history, we'll say. Mm -hmm. You must be soaked over there. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah. What you, well, I'm so, that's so gross. All, that, all, those, <laughs> all those leaks. All those leaks happening over there. Oh, it must be I paused. But I'm shh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where you use that moist sound effect. This is where, um, this is where, uh, this is where it comes I in. I don't have it handy. Come on, just, come on, soundboard. Just because <laughs> I don't want people yelling at us, say he started with the original Spider-Man movie. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, you silly, silly guy. <laughs> you, uh, you know that's what? Strictly for our entertainment. Those, entertainment. those rumors that you had, you had just listed off. One that got me a little. Got my head working Moist. a little bit. It, I, 
<laughs> well, I, there's no no better word to throw you off your train of thought. Go ahead, features. I found best, it. Best of luck. <laughs> I found it. Bring it back in. Reel it in. Um, well, you mentioned features. that it'll be like the event. Uh, one group of the Avengers taking out Rama Tut version yeah. of Kang. And that made me think because I know like at some point we are going to get the X Men. We already have mutants, but and you probably won't like this, but if they're going back into like like Egypt where he was, is it possible we might get apocalypse early? I don't know. I said I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write the leaks that you just heard. No, I did not. <laughs> My heart is a, a flame right now, Menti, for you bringing some parrothead uh, love into this show. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, but like, how am I supposed to answer that question? Yeah, let me call him up real quick. Yeah, that is awesome. I don't know. If it wasn't in the leaks that I just read, I have no clue. That's also my favorite Jimmy Buffett song, so. Well, there you go. Enjoy that. Stay warm over there. <laughs> <laughs> Little volcano. Stay toasty, my friend. <laughs> oh, right. oh, so yeah, that's that's everything that I've got. That's all the. Sorry. Wow, oh my God. I'll the cut that one. Away from him. <laughs> yeah, my God. Oh God! Boss, there it is. Oh God! <laughs> You're fired. Um. All right. Uh. The 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 portion of the show that I've. Can you tell us the holiday show? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But don't be a Clint, everyone. Don't be oh, a Clint. Jeez. Can you stop? <laughs> that now? wasn't me. <laughs> Can you please stop now? There's a reason that we all have green lights on us. If you're listening to this, we all have green lights in the room. Um. If if you're watching this, that's there's a, there's a, a reason, and it's. It is last week losing Kevin Conroy was 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 rough. That was a that was a tough issue for us. Um, and mm-hmm. this issue is, for, I I don't want to say a lot tougher, but more impactful personally to a lot of us. I think because mm-hmm. Jason David Frank not only in his work in the Power Rangers, but if you are a con- consistent con goer. There is a there's a uh, he's a class of entertainer who appreciates his fans in a way that most most celebrities and or content creators wouldn't dream of doing. That's that's something that is being missed right now on a lot of the tributes Um, and buzz from Corpse Crew wanted to make sure we talked about it is he was one of the first people to make the con celebrity signings into mm. an experience rather than a thank you, come again next than it was well, for so did, many years. He it, to him it wasn't just a it wasn't just a way to pay the bills. It really was a way to meet people. Like how many times did he leave his booth to interact with people in the <laughs> in the the line? Like he would leave. It was that's great. Like security around him is always freaking out because they never know when he's just going to start mingling with people because he just jumps on the other side of the table and does stuff. Uh, and he makes a big point. He's like, no one needs to come buy anything to be in my line. No one needs yep. to purchase an autograph. No one just say hi is, is that's fine. Like if you just want to have a moment, this is what I'm here for. I want to meet you just as much as you want to meet me. And that's how that that's why he means so much. That's why you're seeing the tributes you're seeing is that he ch- touched so many people, not just in how he affected our childhood, not just in the lessons that his character taught us, but 
in the way that he treated everyone moving forward. Into the twilight years of his Power Ranger career, he he started this fandom appreciation that if if creators could adapt even a, the smallest portion, the, they would their fans would become loyal to a degree that you've never seen. Like it is wild how much he's affected people who don't watch Power Rangers anymore, but still love him as if they were consistent, avid watchers up until their forties. So he laid the groundwork for people like Stephen Amell. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, the you know what? It's beneficial for both of us to treat each other like people and and do this together. Um, Wizard World. I don't know how many years ago. It, they, they, I always say I can never remember a year of a convention because every time you go back to one, it doesn't feel like time has passed. Like it's just another <laughs> a day added on to the convention life. from the year before. <laughs> but I'll remember uh, JDF was done signing because back then they were a little, little bit more like you would sign for an hour or two and then they had scheduled breaks. Um, but there wasn't a lot of other stuff going on for the celebrities. And at one point he was like, hey, I'm going to clear the lines out, but I'm just going to sit here and talk Power Rangers if you guys want to hang out. It wasn't a go to a panel and there was just a bunch of, and I'm going to say this in a loving way because I'm one of them too. (laughs) It was just a bunch of Power Ranger nerds sitting on the ground in front of his booth asking questions about Power Rangers, having him do flips. Um, I want to say... I don't know which other Power Ranger it was because it was one on Huey. You would have known it was one of the shows after I stopped watching, but then they did a little fight sequence there and like some stuff for the fans. But you know that back when I saw it, nobody was doing it. Like nobody was interacting with people in the way that he was. And it was just amazing to see. But then from there you have people like uh, Norman Reedus, who also did similar things where he would leave and kind of say hi. You know, he made that normal and made it where the celebrities got a little bit of leeway from their handlers so that they could have moments with fans. And people who don't know uh, JDF or, you know, years ago from that, don't really appreciate that it wasn't as fun going to conventions back in the day for those celebrity experiences. It was very cold. It was very meh. And he, he brought a lot of energy to it. He brought the hosting to it. He just brought so much more than just, I'm a guy that was on a kid's show for a few years and did martial arts. You know, I almost feel like his post Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers career was more important than his Mighty Morphin Power Rangers career. I, 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 I see that. I see that as true. I see that as true because of how he taught the world to accept the characters that they are and the impact that they have. A lot of times actors, they like, they, they don't want to be held to a role and they don't want to only be seen as that role. And they don't like the admiration that sometimes comes with it because they're so scared that they'll get Joffrey. You know, they're so scared that they won't be able to have a career afterwards because they're so considered that role. But JDF went the opposite direction and just owned it to a point of, I would almost say insanity. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, 
he owned he he realized the impact that he had on people on on young kids and then watched them become adults and heard regularly how he changed who they were or he taught them that they can overcome things i mean that the green rangers story is is a, is a redemption story it's something that every single person can relate to and learning that at a young age is so helpful to people who go through a lot i mean he he is a character that that show desperately needed if it was trying to connect to all of you know the young America we'll say um, mm-hmm. that that character was vital to the success of that show. Um, I do want to take a second though because I know this is different than some of the celebrities that we've lost in the past because it does have a, a unique meaning and I want to make sure that everyone's given a, an opportunity to express themselves. Um, I know features and Baby Huey will probably want to say something as well, so I just want to I just want to open it up to either who wants to take over and just you know own time. Okay, Peach. I mean, this is uh, it's 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 hard to talk about because again, you've what you've said already is is a lot, and it, I it's hard to 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 really say the words from me that are going to get out everything that I feel about the situation. But I, Jason David Frank, he's one of the things I really admired about him. Again, outside of just being the Green Ranger was the like the impact he had on our geek nerd gamer culture, right? But again, him owning that persona, like to to the point where you could he dyed his hair green for MMA fights. Hold on, green and, and white. I, I, Remember it was green funny, and white. I re- <laughs> I remember the first video they showed somebody had the 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 Green Ranger theme song playing in the background as he was actually laying a, a hellified beating on somebody, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is really uh, <laughs> this is really the Green Ranger in mixed martial arts," and it, and I love the fact that that he did that and he he didn't shy away from it at all. It it was just that part of him that that you were able to like go along with. It, it's him accepting that and owning that journey allowed you to as a fan keep continue following him right and you just yeah. became a part of it and it was a, it was a very loving thing too because like he he was a good guy he never he never gave anybody crap he never you don't hear stories about him being in any negative way shaming anybody for calling him green ranger or tommy he loved that he, i almost said love that he had an assassination ish, but, attempt and didn't leave yeah yeah <laughs> and still someone tried to kill him and he stayed because his fans were still there that is dedication and it, it doesn't really get any better than that and it, who did know. he get into like, a fight with at one of the shows uh another celebrity oh um, i don't remember that's a, that's I remember hearing about that. I don't. Well, remember I'm gonna that. ask because I, I think Power Rangers was Moshko was never really big into Power Rangers, so Moshko, mm-hmm. can you look that up for us? Because I, I definitely want to make sure Baby Huey gets some time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm I'm Run not gonna take... question back. <laughs> who who did Jason like... David Frank get into a, a fight with? What celebrity did he fight, he fight at, a, at a convention? I remember that too. I, that wasn't that Thank long. Yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme. What was it? Was it? <laughs> 
No, it just, wasn't. Just for the record, the uh, New York Times put out a an article today. Um, actually, it was two days ago, but they updated it today with some additional information about you know everything that kind of transpired over the weekend, which you know we don't need to get into. No. Um, but you know there's there's some information out there that. Um, well, I mean, we do. I do think we need to get into that. I do think that that's a that's an important part of this story. <clears throat> I don't think that we should shy away from the fact that, unfortunately, it seems as though Jason David Frank's death was was a suicide. Yeah, it's, and I, I, I think that's a very important part because this is somebody who touched us all in such a deep way growing up, and yet I can't fathom him doing that. But that just goes to show you why it's so important mm-hmm. to make sure... I, I, I had to think about this. Sorry. Uh, just It was huge for, for me... Robin Williams, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, yeah, JDF, yeah. um, so many of the people to me that are personal, more than idols, like heroes, they, they kind of molded. Like I have, just like you, a Icons. personal connection to Power Rangers. You know, you know, I worked with Rocky the Red Ranger for a while. Um, so as a huge fan and. And I loved telling Steve Cardenas that he wasn't my favorite Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like we'd talk about it in our morning meetings. There was like Power Rangers talk because you can't work with a Power Ranger and not always. So if we did well in our morning meetings, he would do that. Once a Ranger, always a Ranger. So we right? did it. But <laughs> when I woke up the other morning and saw this happen, like it, it just hit me that these people that make such an impact of our life feeling so alone that they they can't move forward shows especially, and this is that uh, men specifically need to know that it's okay to be like, hey, I need help, or just saying life sucks right now. Um, to momentary feelings can be blinding. Yep. So yeah. with nine eight eight being a thing now, and not having to have a seventeen digit long number to text or get help, <laughs> like the the suicide in crisis is is there at all times. But also seeing that he sent so many friends, I love you. The days leading up to it just shows the mindset he's in, and when he wouldn't respond because there was something he didn't feel he could talk about or overcome. And that's something that we need to, as a people, need to focus on changing. And the craziest thing is in those moments, it can feel so, so small. Like there is no escape. Like the room is as tiny as it's just getting tinier. And it blinds you from, from thinking that there's any moment outside of that small space that you're in. The only way out is something that is is avoidable with with 988 with with reaching out to friends and it there are people who can help you realize how big that room can be that you are still in control of the size of that room and it's really hard to see that in those moments and i think we've all we all know what that feels like where it just feels as though we are we are confound constrained almost by the 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 forces that ev- evoke just the worst in you 
You know what I mean? Like there are times that so many bad things are happening that you can't see anything outside of it. And it's hard, it's hard to think straight. And that's where it's important to have friends that you can reach out to, or even just know that you're in that moment in that way, a number like that 988 is available. Like that there yeah. is a way to make that room larger. But it, you, uh, me and me and Mincy, we talk we talk often about things like this sometimes, and um, like like you're saying, when when those feelings like they hit and they hit hard, like I'm pretty sure JDF has he has those friends, he probably knows those resources, but at, at what point, like you know, do we get to where your mind is steadily telling you like, uh, nope, it's it's a wrap, just just give it up, and you you. You accept that to the point where you you don't think like calling your friends or reaching out is going to help. Like it, it's it's a terrible feeling to get that far into it because that's it's, I wouldn't even call it a breaking point. It's just it's just a a moment where you just detach and just give up. But that's and the I, important I, I, that's the important part to remember. Features that it's just a moment. It's what That's it's the, the saying. It, don't let a permanent solution for a temporary issue, you know. Sometimes those issues are hard to recognize as temporary. That's the problem. Sometimes it, when you when your world crashes around you and it doesn't feel like you'll have a life left after what's happening, it's hard to see that there is a life beyond it, and it's hard to recognize that's the moment you need to ask for help. So that's the hardest part, and you're not a burden yeah. to ask. No one ever is a burden to ask their friends for help. And also, I mean, friends should be willing to re reach out. I mean, that's another thing that we get so used to seeing Facebook statuses and Twitter posts and, and Instagram where we try and shine the best light on what our life is actually like when that's really just a facade that we put up. So we, we blind ourselves to the truth that some people might not be going through what we think they are. We kind of just tell ourselves that, oh, the, the social media you know, face that they paint to the world, they show to the world is, is the reality. And it very rarely is. Yeah, I remember I was talking with um, uh, a friend from work that, uh, well, I think everybody here knows um, at one point, a, a mentor, somebody I met my first day at my job, and it came up uh, when I got back after Chris Cornell passed, you know, and you, I think you guys remember, like, that destroyed me for months. Yeah. And yeah. I was talking to this guy, and he was like, would you rather lose a friendship or your friend? And I went, huh? He's like, he went through a situation where he almost didn't say something to somebody because he was afraid it was going to upset them and make them no longer be his friend. But then he decided, he's like, if me pissing them off to the point where they no longer want to be my friend pushes them in a direction away from where they're at to go get help and go further, then I'm okay losing that friend in as a friend because I'm not losing them in life. And sometimes we have to think like, let's just say something. What's the worst, you know, when you say something, the worst somebody can say is I no longer want to be your friend or you get into an argument, but at least they're talking to you. And if they're talking to you, they're still have a, a chance to get out of the funk they're in. Um, arguments are cyclical, and we, even between each other, we've gotten to the point where you argue so much that you get to a, a point of epiphany at the end, 
And maybe that's all that person needs. Or maybe just taking their mind off things. So if you ever thought about reaching out to somebody and did it because of your fear, just think about what would you rather. You Take the shot. And also know that there's only so much you can do. If you reach out, you reach out, and that, that's it. The people that are, I'm seeing posts about JDF that are crushed because they felt like it was their fault. It's no one's fault. It's it's just things that some people can't get through, and and that's unfortunate. Their own personal yeah. demons, and most people aren't yeah. privy to those. All right, um, I know Baby Huey had something he wanted to add. Um, I just I just wanted to give you the the, the floor. Uh, thanks. After it happened, um, I was kind of like sitting down thinking, like, you know, we <clears throat> we all say like how um we joke how much you know, I love Power Rangers. And I was starting to think back to, like, why? And <clears throat> thinking about the, the real reason is, like, it ties back to my mom. And... It's okay, bud. You can take, take a second. It's all right. Good, man. So, um... Going back to my childhood... You know, watching Power Rangers was one of the one one of the last type shows I watched with my mom, and um, <laughs> it was it was it was funny because when Jason David Frank came on to the Power Ranger show, she loved him. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> who didn't? Right. <laughs> I'm sure she loved Even him for so... a different reason. Oh, exactly. Stop it. Of Come course. On, man. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> but the, one of the one of the memories I have is I actually got to see the Dragon Zord uh, toy in Toys R Us before he actually appeared on the show, and my mom was a Power Ranger fanatic, helped you know buy me all the uh, toys, and you know back then when that Power Ranger frenzy was going on, you know people were getting the fist fights and stuff over the toys. Well. We saw the the Green Ranger toy there. My mom said, I can get it, you know, pay her with my allowance, and I can have it, right? So we're going over to grab it. Some lady's trying to beat my mom to it. She boxed her out like Will Chamberlain would do <laughs> and had me grab the toy. <laughs> um, but, like, then, sit, you know, sitting down and watching the show with her, um, you know, my mom got upset when, when JDF left, like I was. You know, he left the show. But then was ecstatic when he came back. I mean, <clears throat> I got my ear pierced after we graduated sixth grade because of JDF. He had the ear pierced. I was trying to maybe even grow my hair out long <laughs> so I could do the ponytail. Um, <laughs> wasn't a good... JDF made that ponytail cool. <laughs> wasn't a good look. No, no, I had the ponytail. It was on, was on JDF. I had the ponytail. <laughs> Baby Huey growing yes, his did. hair out, not a good look. Uh, you also had the, the uh, trench coat. did. <laughs> the uh, Balkan Skull uh, trench coat. <clears throat> um, but, like, you know, that that was, that's how I tied into it. Like, I, it was one of the f last, you know, shows as a kid I got to watch uh, with my mom before she passed. Uh, the, the, the last last show I brought was uh, Transformers Beast Wars. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um but like I, we've already touched on JDF um, with how he was uh, 
with his fans and with his friends, as he called them, family. Um, one thing I wrote down here was, you know, JDF, you know, he loved being the ambassador for Power Rangers. Uh, whenever a new season was about to start, he would do anything and everything he could to promote that. You know, he hadn't been on the show in, you know, 15 years, and he's out there, out there promoting it like he was starring in it. Uh, um, and the the mentor aspect that he took with the up and coming Rangers. I mean, there's there's guys you know that are cast you know last season that he became a mentor to. Um, heck, he had that whole falling out with Austin St. John, and Austin St. John posted a thing over the weekend, you know, saying how much he's gonna miss him. Uh, we, uh, Amy Jo Johnson, who, who was like his BFF, you know. Oh my God, that video! <clears throat> she posted a video of her singing. That's um, heartbreaking. Yes, uh, but uh, I know we are touches with the nine eight eight. But I, I, I personally, I ask anyone dealing with any kind of issue or problem, reach out to our friend or family. And like we said, even if you don't think though, um, even if you uh, think you'll be a burden on them do it you're not gonna be a burden no i mean i'm speaking from experience so like mauer said reach out to the 988 the the suicide and crisis lifeline yeah there's there's no reason people are brought into your life for a reason it's weird to say like this show is a perfect example of the most motley crew of people <laughs> being put together in a way that cosmically seems like would never have happened. Um, but you know, speak from all of us, like there's nothing that any of us wouldn't do for anybody else in this group. And you have that group, whether you realize it or not, whether we want it yeah. or not. Whether you want it or not, <laughs> there's somebody out there that, if you weren't here, would be devastated. So just just remember, you know, there's always that person out there. And, you know, we all love JDF. Menti, maybe not as much because he tried stealing his girlfriend when he was younger and it didn't work out. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when Amy, when Amy no. Joe turned your date, you, you, you were hitting oh. on Amy Joe. You gotta tell the story. I'd be remiss if I didn't. Um, okay, well, so the Amy Joe John, the joke of it is, is that I accidentally asked out the the Pink Ranger. Wait, wait, accidentally? It wasn't. It was no accident. Was, I, it, well, okay, maybe it was. Maybe a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> It was a Freudian slip. That's the best way to put it. I, I meant to ask because I was. It was a mock interview that I was giving them. My dad. For anybody who's unaware, my dad is a reporter, and, and at that time when Power Rangers were that big, kids were fighting in schoolyards, and he was given the opportunity to go to the set and talk to the cast while they were filming about their thoughts on the violence that was happening within the schoolyards under the name Power Rangers. Um, was so, and he had the opportunity to bring me, meaning I got to meet the Power Rangers. And this was in the second, not the, not the second season. It's, um, I guess, the first half of the first season. Baby Huey, okay. you can tell me more. Um, it was the Zed Putties. That was season, season two. two. Is it season two? All right, so then it was season two. Um, they were was, filming was, at. Was Tommy wearing green or white? 
Uh, he wasn't wearing anything. He was only wearing clothes. Oh, what his, what his clothes were? I, 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 I meant ranger suit. But hey, that was, that was a Freudian slip that too. That was an awkward time to ask out Amy Joe. Oh uh, shit! I just moved on after Amy said no. I just said, "Hey, Tommy, what are you wearing?" Um, uh, no. Well, so here's getting back to the story real quick. Um, w- during that day, um, not only did I get to meet everybody, and they were all super nice. While they were filming, uh, Jason David Frank took me aside uh, into a um, it, 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 into a, like a hill. Like it felt like it was out of a movie. Uh, it was like on top of a hill, like it was out of Karate Kid, <laughs> and gave me this private martial arts lesson that was only about 15, 20 minutes. But he told he was telling me the correct way to throw a punch and how to do certain kicks. And then he took me over to this structure that was a triangle that like kids can like kind of climb through. And he mm-hmm. pointed to the three um, points, and he said, the, "These this triangle represents the three pillars of of martial arts: self control, self discipline, and respect." Um, and it was it was such a touching moment. I have I have there's a picture of it somewhere of him showing me how to punch. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show post. Um, I definitely have the picture of me talking to Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Definitely have that picture. But I do have the picture with um, with. Uh, JDF, but years and years later, when the Turbo movie was coming out, I was living in Los Angeles, and my dad was now the host of Access Hollywood, and we were invited to the premiere. And while well, he was invited to me premiere, and he took me with him, and while we were there, um, it was a it was a weird. It, the, I only remember two things. I remember running into Jason David Frank, and I remember my dad was interviewing a kid who was on the witness protection program. Uh, so during, during, the, uh, during the interview, he was like, why don't you take your mask off, buddy? And then this, this guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, no, you can't do that. I turn off the cameras. <laughs> the guy, guy, I, remember, I remember that got real weird. But Jason David Frank, going back to the reason I'm telling this story, not only did he recognize me, not only did he remember who I was, but he also quizzed me on the points of the, the, of the triangle. So he not only remembered the martial arts lesson, he remembered the details within that martial arts lesson. And that's years about, and years and years later. About three and a half-ish, four years later then. It, it, it was turbo, yeah. Which speaks to his love for his fans. The way, like, him seeing his fans as friends. That story means so much because it speaks to the credibility of who he was as a human being. And him recognizing that you didn't follow through with your martial arts training. <laughs> 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 Let me see if this kid remembers shit. Maybe I can get him on the right path. Hey, hey, hey. Self-discipline, self. I don't have self-discipline, but and my self-respect is questionable. But you know, I'm respectful. <laughs> I I am not respectful. However, um, always remember, you know, to ask this question uh, to your friends: Who's your favorite Power Ranger, and why is it the Green Ranger? Um, because everybody's favorite Ranger is Tommy. Is the Green Ranger? Well, why? Why? Why do you think? Well, yes, that's true, but there's I think there's more to it. There's two reasons I feel. One, out of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cast in the U.S., he was the one that had the most sincere personality. And two, I mean, everybody loves a villain, and and he and everybody loves a redemption. Everyone loves the underdog. His evil laugh. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, that was great. Come on. So, yeah, yeah well, I, I'll awesome. never forget. 
that in that green uh, Power Ranger arc. I don't know if you remember when he jumps into the Megazord. Oh, we do. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because they were using the other footage, um, the Yellow Ranger Super, is a guy Super in Super yes. Sentai. Well, he rocks the Yellow Ranger first out of everybody. He like jumps in and like he's the first person. First person they get in. Like I just always remember like, damn, he jumped in and punched Trini right in the Bro. face. <laughs> the fact that he broke into the Megazord, yeah, blew my mind as a child. Like that's just impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Well, the the point that I was trying to get at was that as an underdog, as a as a character who started as the evil puppet of, of Rita who then work themselves up to not only lead one team, but lead multiple teams and become the mentor of everybody down the line only goes to show that regardless on what you're going through, you could become the greatest of all of them all. That's what mm-hmm. Tommy taught us. That's what JDF stands for. That's why he means so much to us. And on that note. Oh, I, one, one quick thing. On um, his note. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, Cause I'm looking at my note right now. Um, <laughs> I, I jotted everything down. Um, we did this. We did this last time with uh, Kevin Conroy. A, a couple quick episodes, if you'd like to watch. So I jotted oh, down sure. a couple. Yeah, yeah. A I'd couple. love to hear Baby Huey's top JDF moments. Absolutely. Um. So with clothes on. These are in no. <laughs> we well, Menti is the only one that does. Well, I mean, I'll, I can imagine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, in no particular order, okay? Um, my personal favorite, uh, Forever Red, uh, Power Rangers Wild Force. It was celebrating the, the 10th anniversary of Power Rangers. Mm. You have 10 Red Rangers fighting. That, that, that in itself is just cool. And he was Zeo at the time, right? Zeo Red? He did Zeo, correct. And he had already been away from Power Rangers for like six years at that point. Oh, and wow. then came back. And then you've got to have the one where he morphs into all the different Rangers, right? Oh my God, that's the best. Yeah, no, that, that, so number yeah, number two. I, <laughs> it, it, these are in no order, but number two I listed down here was Dimensions in Danger. That was the 25th anniversary. Uh, Mara, you and I actually watched that episode together. Yes, we did. Uh, that was one of our Banff moments we put up on uh, Instagram when he 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 has a Master Morpher now. He morphs into Green Ranger, White Ranger, uh, Red Zio, and uh, Black Dino Thunder. Uh, other one I put on here was Legacy of Power slash Back in Black. Legacy of Power was a history of Tommy as the Power Ranger to the uh, Dino Thunder team. It was also celebrating, I think, the hundredth, hundred and fiftieth episode of Power Rangers at the time. Uh, and Back in Black was a part two of it. Was when he becomes the Black Dino Thunder Ranger. Uh, we just talked about it. Green with Evil, the, that whole five part miniseries when mm. he gets introduced. Uh, fighting creme. crown yeah. jewel fighting spirit in dino thunder uh he is in a coma and he sees the past rangers that he's been and i love that one in particular because that's when disney had power rangers and when they were doing this episode jdf was fighting disney tooth and nail because they gave him the wrong helmet and the wrong belt hmm. he said this is wrong hmm. it's not right they he had the black sash on the the holder for the dra- dragon dagger. They gave him a white mm-hmm. one, and then they added white sh- or silver stripes to the helmet. He goes, "It needs to be all green." They basically told him to shut up and put it on. The silver did. But look, he tried f- look super dope though. 
It did. <laughs> and they ended up but, using that for other things later on, too. Right. So fan fan theory and JDF kind of goes with this is the white, the silver stripes is kind of the purified green since the green was evil when he started. So it's the purified version. But uh, a couple hmm. others, white light when he becomes the white ranger. That, that episode uh, was re- so cool. Yeah. When he floats. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Kimberly yeah. passes out because she's. <laughs> <laughs> she realizes she doesn't have to date Menti. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I mean, it, I, insert I was Tommy like, evil laugh. I, w- I was like a toddler. <laughs> if she did, she'd go to jail. <laughs> if she would have said yes, there would have been problems. <laughs> um, the story would have changed from violence on the schoolyards to, uh... <laughs> to violence in the sheets. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, hey. All right, moving on. Come on, man. Uh, brother, can you spare an arrowhead uh, from Zio? He actually got to act with his real-life brother. Oh, cool. Before, before he had passed away. Oh, and they were like five or six years apart. They looked, they, they looked very similar. Do you um, have the, uh, the Green Ranger versus the White Ranger? What episode was uh, that? that? Like Tommy was... sees the old uh, evil Tommy? Yes, Return of the Green Ranger. Yeah, that's a great. They one. made a they made an evil clone of him, um, and he has to figure he out if he wants to kill the clone or not. Yes, and they decide to send him into the past, and then he becomes Lord Dakin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legendary battle. I think we we had all watched that when it came out. That was the horrible finale to Super Mega Force when they had this big build up to all the past Rangers coming back, and it was like, here's 30 seconds. But, oh, when they all look like Skittles. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Skittles War, that's the which, best. Which, <laughs> if you listen to the battle going on, all the fighting sounds is JDF making the sound. So JDF <laughs> is making the sound for all of them. Because you hear uh, his, uh, hi in the sick, sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> last, last two I have one here. Uh, Return of an Old Friend. It's when he came back from losing his powers. Like It was like six episodes later. Mm. And then the last one I have on here is the green candle from when he lost his power, but only have that one on here because how the episode ended. That's when he fr- kisses Kimberly for the first time. And, oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Huey used to put his... He's going to watch some of this. Maybe Huey puts his hand over Tommy's head every time and just pretends it's him, leans into the Look, TV. The, the Amy Joe Johnson put poster my in my room. Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the, the lips on my Kimberly poster might have been worn out. I don't know. Oh, on, on that <laughs> note. Wow, that. <laughs> my, yours got too real. <laughs> hey, you're the one. You're staying around JDF naked. Um, uh, hey. <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, we, we have a lot to owe, and uh, JDF will be missed forever by us as a, a crew and I think just us as a generation of nerds. Uh mm. it's something. Even if you're not a fan and didn't watch the show, Moshko, you still appreciate I watched some of it. I appreciate <laughs> every I, I definitely watched the first season when it first came out on Saturday mornings. Back in the you know, whatever year that was. But, ev- <laughs> but even the fa- people that didn't really watch it know the Green Ranger or fans of the Green Ranger think he looks cool like there's just something about it it's one of those moments that captured an entire generation of of geekdom so uh just check out all what he did the superpower beatdowns too he did the white ranger versus scorpion that was outstanding and then he did the green ranger versus uh ryu ryu which was also outstanding that's when he did the uh souped up green ranger costume 
And then we still have yeah. um, we still have the, the White Dragon coming out, right? Yes, and uh, the guy from Bat in the Sun is he's like that that was his passion project, and he's very upset and sad that JDF will never get to see it completely finished. Yeah, that's him. This is adult Power Rangers kind of. It's not a it's not a Power Rangers knockoff, but it very much is. Well, yeah. it was written as a Power right. Rangers movie, and they were like, "You can't make it a Power Rangers movie," and they're like, "It's not a Power Rangers movie." So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, JDF's daughter's in it, so it should be, it should be something. She she is devastated right now too. I'll put the Amy Joe if I can find the Amy Joe Johnson video. I think everybody should when they when I they're s- done with this, you should go watch that video. If you if you if you're at all wondering how the world felt i think that is the best representation of of the collected geek culture's pain yeah yeah but this this is it for the year guys yeah uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was a you know what it it was uh it was a good year it was a weird year but it was a good year that's like better than the last two years <laughs> well i mean i'm talking about for just comic book fandom like if we if we think back and we look back each year on what the year was like, this had some ups and downs. I mean, we had Moon Knight Mauer, but we also had Namor features. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like we had we had we had No Way Home. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was this year, wasn't it? Or was that December <laughs> last year? It feels no. like it was this uh, year because because it was last year. We talked about it was December. It was December. It was December last year. It was December last year, so we still talked about it. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Like, didn't we come back early to record us? <laughs> I think. Oh, I don't I know. Think, we may have. I think we did. <laughs> we were probably talking about it all the time because I was complaining about Tom Holland all the time. That's true. So, yeah. Probably. That's true. I'm sorry. And I'm stoked that he's coming back, and I can't wait to hear <laughs> you, bad. you bitch, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Garfield, so we'll be all right. <laughs> the cat, because I know there's a new Garfield movie <laughs> oh coming out. Oh my god! All right, all right. All right. All right, I think I think the moment Garfield the cat gets brought up. Well, everybody, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, happy happy Christmas. holidays, yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Kwanzaa. And, and all I have to say is, when we're talking about a motley crew, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire us. <laughs> Wait, did you just give us the A-team speech? Damn right. right. <laughs> um, it's time for our Odin rest. And that is something that should have some good results this year. Yeah. Indeed. That Indubitably. Will. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have some stuff, you know, we'll, we'll sprinkle some stuff in, but yeah, you yeah, know, we're going to, we're going to take a break. Cause you know, we used to take a break and we say this every year now, but we used to take a break after every con. We haven't done a con in three years. <laughs> so we, we accumulate all that time off and we use it at the very end. Yeah, we'll be back, back <laughs> after the new year. Um, Wait, nobody said this was paid time off. <laughs> um, Use it or lose it. Moshko will be posting some of our favorite episodes, issues uh, during the break. So you'll have some stuff maybe you haven't heard if you're a new listener. Um, the feed will not go dry. So we got some cool stuff. And then who knows what the new year shall bring. Uh, that's that, though. That, we don't need yeah, to, I can't we don't wait need for to that. anymore. That's that. That's that. that, that that's all she wrote. That, 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 that'll that, do that, it, that's folks. all folks that'll do pig that'll do Deuces. <laughs> um Excelsior. Gobble do that yeah. thing let them know where they can find <laughs> us during the break <laughs> scroll in the, the facebook page 
Mauer in the comment section. Be in comment sections yelling at people. I know you can find features on uh, what PlayStation Plus. PSN. PSN. Underscore eighty three was it? That's a deep cut. You haven't said yeah. that in years. I I have. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome to Fireside.com primarily. But uh, I got two more. To... I got two more reviews coming up before the end of the year. Oh, cool! More toy reviews. Awesome. More toys. I definitely That's thought you were a DX send off for the just then. Yeah, I got two what, words what? for you. <laughs> gobble, gobble. All right, take it easy, everybody. Where's my dogs at? Gobble, gobble. Scissor me timbers. Whoa. What? <laughs> Scissor me daddy ass. Scissor what me the under hell? the mistletoe. Santa daddy. Scissor me daddy's ass under the mistletoe. <laughs> wow. What a way to end the end. What a way to end the year. And if you don't know, cut, rabble, rabble. Now you know. Deuces. Bosco, <laughs> mark that down. Deuces. <laughs> Welcome to Fireside.com.